Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney, and I'm going to be continuing my series on the increase of the kingdom. So this is the third part. So, yeah, what I want to talk about today is quite interesting because the thing is that before you and I can really understand the function of the kingdom, and I mean not even as far as let alone us applying its principles in our daily lives, we really have to address all the the different like demonic agendas that have cause issues with the body of Christ throughout time and not just within the body of Christ but in society as a whole there's been all these different agendas that have caused a lot of stuff and when I talk about agendas um, that I'm going to be listing soon you may actually think to yourself that these are common problems that shouldn't be listed as demonic however you have to understand that these issues that I'm about to talk about have kept you and me and kept us as believers and sons of Yahweh from fully embracing the message of the kingdom and literally taking dominion in the earth because had we embraced the message of the kingdom then we would be taking dominion and the more I look at the earth today the less and less I see the dominion of the sons of Yahweh actually beginning to to take hold in the earth today so these issues that I'm going to talk about whether they, they sit on their own or whether they combined have literally in my view, stunted our growth and made us not function the way we're supposed to function. They've cost us time, they've cost us money, they've cost a lot of tears, they've cost people families and so much more. There's all this kind of stuff that this has cost and they've literally stolen and killed and destroyed our destiny and our purpose of many, of many believers. And, and, and you know, so because of that very fact, to me, they are demonic. And I want to have a look at some of these issues and we're going to go through some of these as we work through this um, the series that I'm doing on the increase of the kingdom. But I mean, some of these problems are things like no leadership, no vision, no financial understanding, no structure, no order, no competence, no quality relationships, no generational planning, no spiritual depth and no understanding of the times. These are 10 things that we're going to take some time to look at. And so... I believe that if we're supposed to be walking in, in what Yahweh is really doing currently in the kingdom of God, then all of these things are very important factors to our growth and to us moving into that place of dominion. And so I want to have a look at each of these dynamic principles because if we can turn them around and begin to activate them, I think we're going to see massive changes within the body. And so the thing I want to look at right now is I want to look at those first three, which I mentioned, which was leadership vision and finances or money and leadership problems you know they emerge from a lack of leadership and a, and a lack of leadership can occur within whether it's a business whether it's in your ministry or your church whether it's in your family whether it's in a bigger type of thing like a governmental system or any of those kind of things lack of leadership can be there and so we need to understand that there are literally four facts regarding leadership the first thing is this is that leadership is both physical and spiritual so i mean if you look at your family for instance in the physical realm i as the husband and the father lead my family and you may be in a ministry and you're the head of that ministry so you lead your ministry or me as a business person i'm leading my business or whether you're a prime minister or a president you lead your nation so you are the one who sits at the top of that let's call it org chart and you literally lead it just as Moses sat on the rock with lifted arms while Joshua was in the field type of thing and so you can either you can lead like a Joshua walking in front of the people when crossing the river 
Or you can, you know, there's all different types of leadership. You can lead the troops as David did by killing the giant. And if you do not lead, then you're in trouble. And this is one of the things. A lot of people that are in leadership positions are not leading. So you can lead physically, but you can also lead spiritually. And when it's time to make a sacrifice, you know, we have to offer the sacrifice and lead as Elijah did or Samuel did. And so like David, you can worship and lead the Ark of the Covenant into the city. And so you, we have to lead. So we can lead physically and we can lead spiritually. The second one is leadership is dimensional. And I want to explain this because this is a very interesting one. Leadership is dimensional as you progress in your life and your roles and functions change. You know, you may lead in one particular thing. But like, um, let me give you a good example. So if you remain, as in King David's case, on the giant killer level, then you're never going to be able to build a nation because all you're doing is killing giants. So you have to shift. And in 2 Samuel 7 verse 8, it says, Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I took you from the pasture from tending the flock and appointed you ruler over my people of Israel. So Yahweh was literally reminding David that he was called to be ruler and shepherd over his people. And so David learned or he had to learn to move dimensionally. And so if you if you think about the story of um, Goliath's four brothers that appeared in Samuel 2.21, the first one was named Ishbi Benob and the last one was a freakish huge guy who was literally 12 feet tall and six toes on each foot and six fingers in each hand and no one had ever seen someone this big and the Bible says that it was David's men that killed the giants and so the fact that David didn't kill them didn't mean he wasn't the leader he was still the leader but his leadership was dimensional and he had moved and he had trained others to take up that role of giant killing which isn't amazing. I mean, to me, that's amazing. So Yahweh literally moved him into, into another dimension. And if you think about it, Yeshua still leads his church, although he's not physically here. He's not here right now. He's in another dimension, but he still leads the church. And he's assigned us to do that task of leading these different bodies of people on the earth. The, the third thing is that leadership is situational. So in our ministry, I am the leader. But if we're home or the dog and the cat, like to give you a good example, vomits in the house, I'm not leading because I can't stand the sound, the, the, the sight or the smell of vomit. In fact, if I just see it, I want to vomit myself. And so I'm so averse to vomiting that I can count on my one hand how many times I've vomited in my life. I'll do anything not to vomit. I know that's not, not a nice um, example, but I'm trying to show you. So what I'm saying is I'm not your man in that situation. That's where my wife comes in. She can handle that kind of stuff. In fact, that situation demands that she leads and I stay back because it's just going to be a mess. And so I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, for instance, but I can give you counsel based on my sense of what is right or wrong or whatever. And if you need, but if you need advice pertaining to a legal issue, go and see a lawyer. You know, those type of things. I, I've worked with money. I have my business, but I'm not an economist, you know. I can't answer those things. When you, when you need to a situation where you want to make massive investments of your revenues, I can't give you financial advice because I'm not qualified. You need to go and see someone who leads in that field. You know, um, I mean, you get the idea what I'm trying to say. So clearly leadership is situational. And this is very important for the kingdom of Yahweh because what I've seen is we have ministry leaders in our world that think they can do everything. And I want to tell you, when you think you can do everything, and that you have to be the best in everything that you do, you're never going to succeed because 
what happens then is when people who come around you that are more qualified than you are in certain areas, then what you're going to do is you're going to tend to demean them and undervalue them instead of honoring their gift and honoring their knowledge and using their expertise to the advantage of the whole, to the advantage of the kingdom. And so wisdom understands that leadership is situational. The last one is this, is that leadership is crucial. Because without leadership, no one's going anywhere. If you don't have someone to lead, you've just got a bunch of sheep standing in the pasture doing nothing. Someone must lead. This is so important. And if a man does not embrace his role as the head of the family or take responsibility of his family, I'm going to tell you right now, difficult times are going to persist. And it's the same in a business or, you know, if the, if the president of a corporation does not direct his business, what's going to happen? There's going to be losses because there's nothing there. And so... History is, is an example of that. It shows the, all the, the terrible stuff that occurred in nations with poor leadership because those leaders had no courage, no backbone, no integrity. And so because of that, their nation suffers due to that. And some suffer for decades and, and centuries all because of poor leadership. You know, there's this, there's this in, in the book of Judges, um, they ask a man by the name of Jotham to be their leader and he answers them and he says this, in this parable in Judges 9 verse 8 to 15 it says one day the trees went out to anoint a king for themselves they said to the olive tree be our king but the olive tree answered should I give up my oil by which both gods and humans are honored to hold sway over the trees next the tree said to the fig tree come and be our king but the fig tree replied should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over trees then the tree said to the vine come and be our king but the vine answered should I give up my wine, which cheers both gods and humans, to hold sway over the trees? Finally, all the trees said to the thornbush, Come and be our king. And the thornbush said to the trees, If you really want to anoint me over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thornbush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. So, that's a really interesting scripture. And I don't have time to go into into it in depth but many people and many cultures have been so desperate to follow someone or something that they've chosen a thorn bush to be their leader and the results are painful so what i'm trying to say is good leadership can literally make or break a people can make or break a nation and and it's such so crucial to have good leadership we have to have good leadership you know jesus didn't preach and then have leaders drawn drawn to him yeshua literally sought them out he found leaders with the quality that he wanted. And then he said to them, follow me. Now that, that's a pattern that I don't see often. That we don't go out and seek people out. So in order to become successful, leaders must be handpicked. They cannot be individuals that you just settle for. Which is so important. They must be those that exhibit the qualities of leadership combined with the integrity needed to be entrusted with power. And so leadership is very critical. We have to have leadership. And without leadership and direction, we're going to fail. Now, the next thing I want to cover is vision. Because vision and problems occur because of a lack of vision. And there's five components to vision, to vision that I want to look at. The first is insight is a component of, of vision. And so we need insight not only into the lives of other people, but into situations as well. And we need insight regarding ourselves. It's called introspection. You need to look inside yourself. And we need to be able to look at our lives and recognize our strengths and our weaknesses. Where do we do well? Where are we efficient? Where are we inefficient? 
And we must frequently, in my view, we have to take stock of our lives and of our families and our ministries and recognize the areas that need attention and those areas that need to be fortified and strengthened and those areas that we need to let go of. And so before we cast our vision, we literally have to have clarity. We must know what our gifts and talents are, but we should also know the areas that need improvement. And almost every year, Sam and I begin to do that. We look introspectively over our ministries and over our businesses and we begin to process the plans. Where are we going forward? What's next for us? And we begin to look at all these things and discuss them and what do we need to drop? So it's very important to do that because insight is a component of vision. The next one is foresight is another component of vision. But before you look into the future, in, into the future, you have to be introspective. You, I'm sorry, re retrospective. You have to use hindsight to look back to see all the places that you've made mistakes so you don't repeat those mistakes. We've heard that saying that history repeats itself. Well, we don't want to keep making the same mistakes that other generations have made. So if we're going to project our vision into foresight, we have to be very... Um, confident that we don't make the same mistakes of the past so we have to look back before we look forward then the next thing is vision is prophetic and so we view our future we visualize it and we see it with our spiritual eyes so we have to speak into that future we have to view it we have to see it we have to actually acknowledge that it's there and then vision is actual and this is so important vision is not hypothetical it's actual because what does the word say without vision my people perish and so vision is a reality this is one of the things you have to lay a hold of is that vision is a reality it must exist to sustain life i want to tell you if you don't have vision you're going to die you're going to perish you're not going to move forward that's what i'm saying it doesn't matter how old you are or what, what you've been through in your life you have to have vision you have to have something to constantly look forward to the last one is that vision is strategic and so you know, if you're going to go to war, you're not going to submit and, and uh, uh, you're not going to submit a declaration of war if you don't have enough soldiers. And so you shouldn't begin to build a building if you don't have enough finances to complete the building. And so we don't want to build a future if we haven't secured the structure to sustain that future that we're wanting to build. So vision must be strategic, which literally means that we may need to include education we may need to include on the job training we may need to create policies and procedures we may need to refine our accounting procedures we may need to learn how to manage resources because vision is strategic so you can't just have a vision and you know hope it's going to happen you have to have strategy to implement that vision and so i'm going to end there because my time is up and we'll look at finances in the next one but it's been a pleasure being with you guys and i hope you're enjoying the series Bless you guys. Thank you. Bye.